Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, Episode 1. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Rob Brake, and here with me is your other host, Sandy McKay. How are you doing today, Sandy? Hey, Rob. Awesome. Awesome. Really excited to be doing this finally. For those of you out there that don't know, Rob and I have been going at this for a while, talking here pretty much daily, I guess, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, so we've been talking daily about real estate stuff, different ideas, uh, investing and everything um, here in the GTA and kind of just figured we, we should start recording some of this stuff because we've had some really great Really great discussions there, and uh, and yeah, so this is kind of just basically how we talk every day almost. Yeah, definitely. The show was born out of all of the ideas that we bounce off each other and all of the inspiration we were given to each other. We figured, why not share it with everybody else? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, uh, so that's what we're going to do here. So we got a little tagline here describing the show that we wrote. We put this show together to inspire you and help you live the life you want to live through the power of real estate investing. Exactly, yeah. I love that line because that's, uh, that's kind of what we've been doing. So, <laughs> uh, And so to show some love here, we actually have some, a free gift for you guys and everyone listening. If you want to pop on over to BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca, that's BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca. And I've uh, got a free report up there for you right now, actually, called Secrets of the Financial Industry. Some really good tips in there about how to avoid paying big fees on your investments and basically avoid getting getting screwed by anyone out there. <laughs> so that's uh, it's definitely an interesting read. You can go pick it up right now. And please, after the show, feel free to leave a question, comment, or review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this uh, podcast. And I would really appreciate that, unless you, of course, hate the show, then maybe you should, maybe you should just keep that to yourself. Anyways, any, <laughs> feedback, any feedback would be, I'm of course kidding there, uh, any feedback would be greatly appreciated. I'd uh, love to hear from you guys. So today, on this, the premiere episode of Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, Sandy and I are going to give you a little bit of insight on who we are how each of us got started in our real estate investing careers. And then we're going to discuss our mission for the show and what you, the listeners, can expect to gain from listening to uh, each and every show that we're going to put out, hopefully, well, to start out hopefully monthly. And uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, exactly. And then also we're going to, uh, finally, actually, we're going to give you three steps on how to make this year your most successful year ever. Uh, given the fact that this is January and uh, I know a lot of people are making some resolutions and, and trying to, to make this year hopefully a better one than the previous, I'm going to give you three steps there on how to make this, three really, really simple and easy steps on how to make this year your most successful year that you've ever had in your life. So really excited to bring you that. Make sure you stay on once we get past uh, some of these introductions that we're going to do here right away. Yeah, all right. So first, the uh, bios are, well, a little brief introduction on who we are and how we got started. And Sandy, did you want to tell us how you got started in the uh, 
real estate investing field? For sure. Okay, so I'll try and be as brief as I can, but I want to let you guys know a little bit uh, who you're hearing here today. So I started out basically working with a company called PropertyGuys.com, and for anyone who knows real estate or have been noticing some signs around these days, you've probably seen some some of uh, their signs. Uh, they're out there just along with all the realtor signs. So most of you probably have heard of them. Uh, they're basically the largest private real estate uh, marketing company out there, nationwide and everything. And uh, yeah, that's that was my first dive into real estate really was with that company. And uh, basically I would act like a real estate agent. So I would go around, I would meet with homeowners who were looking to sell their home. And I would basically sell them on uh, the propertyguys.com package, which is, of course, a, a private sale idea. So we would tell them, you know, teach them how to market their home properly. We give them all the signs, do the website ads, MLS ads, classified ads, virtual tours, photos, all this great stuff. So that kind of got me into it. I'm almost acting like a real estate agent. So those would go up on the MLS as well? Oh yeah, yeah, they went up. Actually, it was right uh, around the point where I was, actually, I, I think I was working there a little bit before where we didn't have the MLS access, and then they eventually changed that law around a little bit, and we were able to to put them up on MLS. Yeah, that was, at the time, that was a big, big deal, actually, for, for that company. So you had access to MLS the same way as any other real estate agent would, or was there some kind of limited access there? Yeah, it was limited. It was limited on our end, at least, as like for like myself. We basically would do up the ad and everything, and then basically send it over to a partner agency, and they would actually put the ad up for us. So, so okay. yeah, it was kind of a roundabout way of getting up there, but but it was good for the for the home uh, for the sellers for the homeowners because obviously that's a big spot to to advertise. So yeah, that was that was cool. That was that was my first dive into it, and uh, it really actually helped me learn a heck of a lot because I would basically go into into pretty much you know one home every day. I'd say average. Sometimes I do three or four in a day, and uh, and you know I got to meet some homeowners here about what their needs and wants are. Um, you see some homes, check out you know you know what the houses are like right here in Durham region. Um, and that, that really taught me a lot actually on, on real estate and the whole industry. So you learned a lot about this local market here. Yeah, that was the coolest part actually in the end was, was just, you know, we were right here. I was basically in charge of, uh, Whitby. Well, actually I started in Ajax and then I just started giving me a few more territories. So we, we own, or that, that franchise owned, basically all of Durham. So I had most of Whitby, Ajax, and Pickering, basically, were was where I focused on. Uh, so really got to know those areas well and met a lot of, a lot of people there. So that was great. And, uh, and uh, of course, I wasn't into investing at that point yet. Basically, one day when I was still working there, I got a call from my girlfriend, Kate, who's, who, uh, if you're listening here, you probably all know her as one of our partners at Joint Ventures for Profits. And she basically told me, Sandy, we're going to this real estate investing seminar. It's in a couple of weeks. She was all excited. Uh, I suppose she heard the ad on the radio for it. And, of course, it was a Rich Dad seminar. 
So uh, yeah, it was, it was one of those and she was all pumped up about it. We're going to make all this money. We're going to be rich. We're going to learn all, this con all these real estate concepts and investing ideas. And, uh, and she was all pumped and excited. So I said, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's go see what's, what it's all about. Um, I think it was only a hundred bucks for the weekend. And so we went and checked that out. You know, I really had no idea what we were in for, but it was, it was, it was you know, in the end, at the end of the day, it was actually pretty good. Was Robert Kurosaki there? No, he wasn't there. That would have no? been cool. Oh, okay. That would have been better. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So it was mostly mindset, or was there a lot more uh, strategy involved in that? What was it? Well, it was mostly just uh, it was, it was <laughs> a lot of just hard selling, really, is what it came down to. But uh, but it was all it was mostly investing. The education part was mostly investing ideas and concepts. And uh, basically, like a lot of like no money down strategies, and that sort of thing. So that was cool, actually. A lot of things that I know investors that have been around for ages probably don't even really understand a lot of those ideas that they have there. So there's a lot of cool ideas and concepts that they were teaching. One of them, and the one we got kind of hooked on and started with, was wholesaling. I know Rob, that's kind of your start as well. So that was kind of cool too. Yeah. And uh, you know, we also made some contact like. I don't want to knock that weekend too much because we actually made some contacts there that I still speak with. So it's great for networking and, and learning some ideas. But we got going in the wholesaling. Of course, it didn't require too much money and we didn't have a whole lot at the time. And, you know, we just wanted to get in and somehow get started in this, in this industry. And uh, so we got into wholesaling and we started out in Durham because I knew, you know, I had already been working in the area and I still was. I kind of figured, you know, I'm going into all these homes anyways. Maybe I'll find a, a dump or something along the way and I'll be able to maybe wholesale it. And that did actually never happen because most of the private uh, sellers don't really live in dumps. They live in, in decent houses. And uh, so, that, so that never happened. But, you know, it was cool to just be out there looking at houses in a different kind of, with a different kind of mindset there and thinking differently about them. And, uh, you know, since then we've been... Doing our wholesaling, doing some a few deals here and there, and um, meeting a ton of investors and networking, going to tons of events, seminars, all this stuff, and uh, and yeah, eventually we ended up, you know, we hooked up with Rob here. We met you at where did we meet you first at the Durham REI? Uh, I had spoken to Kate actually before that, just briefly. When I had when I started out, you guys were already at it, and I called up Kate because I had learned that you could do something called bird dogging, which is uh, where you find a property for an investor who's looking for a property to sell to somebody else. It's a little bit complicated, but you know it's a good way to break into investing. And I had called her, and uh, we got talking, and then I met you guys not very much longer after that, about maybe a month longer or a month after that at the Durham Real Estate Investing Club meeting. Yeah, and I mean, we now we both still go to these Durham RI events pretty much every month, don't we? I love them. Yeah, for anyone, uh, I mean, we won't touch on that too much today, but yeah, anyone out there in the Durham area, definitely, definitely we both, I know we both would highly recommend checking out that uh, networking or not more than just a networking event. It's a, a meetup group, I suppose, is what it is. And uh, yeah, it meets every month. So check that out too if you if you want there, Durham REI. Anyways, I mean, I've, I've talked a lot about myself. I eventually, well, I'll just 
finish off with, you know, eventually we, we uh, built up our capital a bit and we, we started trying to look to buy some deals. Kate, Kate ended up doing, uh, she JV'd with her mom on a flip project. That was pretty fun. And uh, definitely learned a heck of a lot in that, uh, during that process. Eventually, we, we ended up buying our first buy and hold property in Oshawa. And uh, that's been really cool and fun so far. Still own that one. And we just figured now, you know, we want to give back some, some of this knowledge that we've gained. And, and like we said earlier, you know, we've been talking about this for so long, we might as well start recording it. So that's kind of where we are now. Okay, well, that was great. So a little bit about me. Uh, I accidentally became a landlord about six years ago. My wife, Jennifer, and I bought a house next to some of our friends and just happened to be a legal duplex. Uh, so we started renting out the lower unit, and that was really our introduction to investing. We didn't know it at the time or even think of it that way at all. We just thought it was cool to have a bunch of extra money coming in. But, you know, as we as we kept on going, we started to realize the potential of rental property. How much were we bringing in at that time? Do you know? Do you remember? I think it was six fifty for the basement apartment of our house. Right. Okay. And it was a legal duplex. We lucked out there. Actually, you know, not knowing anything about anything really, we could have bought it, and it wouldn't have been like there. You know, we wouldn't have known if it wasn't a legal apartment. We probably would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. But I mean, there's many, many benefits for it from it being uh, legal. Totally, yeah, totally. So uh, as we started to realize the potential of rental property, we did start to think about picking up another and renting it out as well. We were turned down over and over by the banks, and we looked into you know triplexes and a couple of other duplexes, but we couldn't really make any of them work. We weren't able to... Uh, to do that, but we were able to hang on to our first duplex when we decided to move to uh, the new house that we live in now. Right around that time, our first son Anderson was born, and I started thinking, you know, I'm really, really tired of being gone to work for 12 to 14 hours a day, every day, all week. Uh, there's got to be a better way. So you get caught up in the grind and you just keep going. You just keep following those motions every day, doing what you've always been doing. You just keep going back. But that was always in my head. So then about two years ago, our second son, Colden, came along. And again, those thoughts just started uh, knocking at my head. There's got to be a better way. I don't want my kids to be gone to daycare for 10 hours a day while Jennifer and I are both at work. You know, (laughs) I didn't want my life to just be all about work. So then I started researching because, you know, those fix and flip TV shows that you'd always see on Home and Garden, whatever other channel that they were on. I don't I can't flip this house, that kind of thing. HGTV, that's Home right. And HGTV. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Flip this house, flip that house. Are those two different shows or were those the same show or was there only one? <laughs> There's so many, I don't even know. There's so many flip this, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. They're probably two different shows. Income property is one of them. There's tons, yeah. Yeah. So we'd watch the. I'd I'd watch those all the time though, because I was always interested in doing that. You know, you'd see all the bad planning and stupid mistakes that the people on the show were making. And I was yep. just thought, you know, I can do that so much better than they can than they are. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. I know. <laughs> it's funny. It's it's comical, I guess. I guess that's part of the entertainment factor. It must be. So I searched and looked for good info on house flipping. And what I actually kept finding over and over again was a lot of information about what you were talking about earlier. That's something called wholesaling. What wholesaling is, is the idea of buying real estate at a very low price and then selling it at a low price to someone who wants to fix it up. So you would make a little bit of money on that transaction in between. Yeah, it's a simple concept, isn't it? It is a pretty simple concept. It's hard, like you said, there are so many people that even those experienced veterans in real estate investing, they a lot of people haven't heard of it. And if you run this idea by a lot of people, they'll tell you it's not even possible. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. can do it, and we have done it many times over, both of us, and it does work, and it's a great way to make money. Yeah, in Canada it works, not just in the U.S. <laughs> no, I didn't move down there to do it. I stayed right here. might be easier down there. It would be easier there, and the weather is much nicer in a lot of places. Definitely. Um, but, you know, I spoke to Jen, and she encouraged me, and so I jumped right in and just started at it, and that was, you know, we've picked up uh, some other properties to hold on to as well, mm-hmm. and we just went from there. I think we talked before, maybe. Did you have some other ideas? Like, why did you end up choosing real estate? Why was that the like? Why is that the one that stuck? You know, <laughs> uh, I don't. I was searching for it. I know that because when I found it, I knew what I knew. I'd found what I was looking for. I mean, I was always. My wife was almost to the point where she was just fed up with every idea that I had. I I had many things that I went after. I knew I was looking for something else. I didn't want to stay at my job, you know, at my traditional job. So I was always searching for something. I had too many ideas to even get into, but I was always looking for something. And when this came along, you know, it's funny. I I would always have dreams. I would constantly have dreams about houses and property, like finding, I'd always find treasures in uh, houses. And I would, and I'd say to Jen, like, what, what do these dreams mean? And a couple times we actually went on to websites or whatever and tried to interpret what they mean. And, you know, looking back on it, I go, wow, it was so simple. It, it was just about real estate, the plain and simple. It was your calling, I suppose, in some way. I feel that way. As easy as that may sound, I guess. Plus there's a, hell, plus there's a heck of a lot of ways to make money in it, right? Oh, yeah. That's, that's a cool, cool little uh, bonus part of it, too. Yeah, not just a hobby. <laughs> okay, so when Sandy and I put this show together, we discussed what the mission should be for the show. So what we came up with is our goal for the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast is to make you never want to miss out on a single minute of this show. And the way we're going to do that is by bringing you top-notch guests, interviews with highly knowledgeable people in the industry right now that are making it happen. Yeah, exactly. And they're, you know, all people that we, we know or we've met or talked to uh, recently or over the years. And they're going to be awesome, awesome guests, I think. We're going to have uh, fix and flip or rehab investors, uh, some buy and hold investors. We're going to do tons of joint venture talk. You know, a lot, of, a lot of the fix and flip investors or the buy and hold guys, they all work with joint ventures anyway. So we can probably touch on that with almost everybody. Talk to some other wholesalers, property managers, Definitely some real estate agents and mortgage brokers. 
everyone that's in the business, all professionals kind of making this all happen and, you know, established investors. And, uh, you know, all these people will, will help us and help you guys will share knowledge, uh, the, their wealth of knowledge uh, with you uh, and when with us too and with all of you, the Breakthrough REI podcast listeners. And also staying really focused on this local market is important for us with this podcast because even with all of the other information that's out there, we found that there's really nothing that is focused on Durham region and the greater Toronto area. Yeah, this local area, there's pretty much nothing. I mean, I know we looked, we looked just to see if anyone was doing anything like this. And there seemed to be a couple people that started and then didn't, didn't finish kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, a couple of podcasts and then they were done. Yeah. And that was years ago too. I, you know, I would always get really disappointed because I'd find something with uh, Canadian content and I'd grab it. And I'd find out there was only four episodes and they were all from you know 2007 2008 something like that exactly so hopefully we can bring you all some uh really relevant information and uh some entertainment all right so now we got got all that talk out of the way we can finally dive into some uh some real content here i wanted to given that it's january here i wanted to or we wanted to provide something here that we call three steps on making this year your most successful year ever and you know these steps are pretty simple in the end it's really all about organizing your thoughts and and getting your head right for setting your goals for this coming year and i really like the name of this and i call it stop drop and roll uh just like you were on fire (laughs) there you go just like you're on fire so, you know, everyone's heard the stop, drop, and roll before, probably, as you were kids and stuff, learning about, the, you know, you got the firemen come to your school or something like that, and they tell you to stop, drop, and roll. And uh, it's kind of a similar, similar idea here, similar concept. It's not just the words. It's actually kind of, in a way, similar. And, yeah, if you just follow these steps, you're going to be on fire. So let's do it. So the three steps are, like I said, stop, drop, and roll. The whole point of this is to to get your goals set out, but in a way that you actually are going to accomplish them. And you're not going to be sitting here on March 1st or in February 1st even and being like, oh, crap, I don't even remember what my what my goals were for this year or what my resolution was or how, however you want to set that up. So this is what kind of what I've been doing over the last couple of years. And um, you know, it's not the only way to do it, but it's a, a really great way, I think, that works uh, really well for any business particularly uh, in, in real estate investing. First thing you got to do is, is just stop. Okay, stop everything you're doing, you know, take a breather and reflect. Reflect back on, on your year, on your previous year, and, uh, and what, what has worked, what hasn't worked. You ask yourself some questions. So how have I grown in 2013 compared to the previous year? You know, what were my successes in 2013? How did, how did these successes compare to my successes in 2012. And the cool thing about this is if you actually do this and you write these down, you can actually look back on your 2012, on your statements or your whatever you wrote for yourself, and you can compare them and see how your successes lined up. And your end goal may seem like it's, you know, way off in the distance. And, and if you're climbing, you know, Mount Everest and you feel like you're still at sea level, then obviously, you know, it seems so far away. And that's, that's the problem with most people is it seems so far away that it's un, unattainable. 
if you take take a second to stop and look at how far you've come in the last year, you know that's a really good uh, way to motivate yourself and and keep motivated and inspired to to keep keep going because you can see like wow I've actually come a really long ways in the last year. You know, just think if I keep keep that going this year, I'm going to be that much farther ahead. So it's it's really just about gratitude and uh, and celebrating your successes. So stopping reflecting on your past year and and taking a moment to maybe give yourself a pat on the back celebrate what you've succeeded in and you know those two things right there are going to help you stay motivated and confident and um and eventually you're going to feel a lot more fulfilled in life if you actually take the time to do this so that's number one there's is stop stop and reflect wow that was great that was great okay well the next step is drop so what you want to do is drop all of the garbage out of your mind. You know, try to clear your mind of all that access baggage in your life. What can you get rid of? What can you stop worrying about in your life or your business? You know, there's always something that's nagging at the back of you. And of course, everyone has these problems and things that they have to deal with every day. But there's a lot of garbage that you can get rid of that you can filter out so, you, so that your brain <laughs> can stay focused on things that matter, you know? There's, there's always something that you're doing that doesn't produce results. So what you want to do is shed that access weight, focus with a clear mind that will move you forward. You know, are there things in your life or business that you are doing, but that someone else should be doing instead, you know, delegate these jobs. Your time is better spent on tasks that require your specific expertise. So learn how to outsource. All right. So we've got the stop. We've stopped and reflected what worked, what didn't work, you know, what are our successes, we celebrated a little bit, we've enjoyed that aspect of it, we've dropped, so we've dropped all the excess, excess weight and the, the baggage that might be there in your life, hopefully you've come up with a few ideas on how you can delegate some tasks in your business or in any part of your life, and, uh, and hopefully, you know, maybe found some, where, some ways or some areas where you can outsource some things. And uh, now it's the fun part. Now it's the time to roll. So this is where, where most people actually begin. They don't do the drop or the stop part. They, they just want to roll forward. And, uh, and so this is the one where, of course, everyone's excited and everyone, everyone usually does this anyways, but they usually don't do it in a very good manner. And, uh, and this is the goal phase of it all. And like I said, most people, they at least do this. or I shouldn't say most people. Some people do this. Um, but they don't do it very well. You know, it's really simple, this part really, is, is it comes down to making goals, setting goals, and setting them properly, so making sure they're measurable. Okay, there has to be something that you can actually measure or else you never know if you su- really succeeded at it or not. And they definitely have to be date stamped. So they have to have a date. There has to be a finish line there for you. They must be something that you're going to accomplish either this year or, you know, I like to do one big goal for the year. And then break it down into segments. So you have your, your three months and maybe you do a weekly um, set of goals or, or maybe just one month. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can break that down. But as long as you're, you're making them measurable and you put dates on them, then they become real and you write them down on paper. And they become maybe not just goals, but they become what I like to call outcomes. Outcomes are something that actually, an outcome happens in life. Uh, goals... You know, they sometimes happen, but 
unfortunately for a lot of people, they don't, don't ever happen or they forget about them by, you know, come February. So I like to call them outcomes. And if you write them down, then they, they definitely become outcomes a lot more often. Yeah, and you know one of the things that um, that we've that I've learned is if you reverse engineer from so you've got your goal and you take that goal and you reverse engineer from there and you can really do this in a practical way where you say okay if I want to get here what do I need to do to get let's take um, wholesaling for example so if you want to do twelve wholesale deals let's say in the next year so that's one every month. Okay, so then you go, how much marketing do I need to do to get however many callers it takes to get however many deals out of that thing? And I mean, it's it that kind of stuff is actually a little bit more area specific and it depends on what kind of advertising you're doing. And um, But, you know, you can reverse engineer to get to where you want to go. And it's, and it's not just, you know, dreaming. It's setting a goal and getting there by doing things practically. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, you said that very well. That's exactly it, too. You can definitely reverse engineer it. I, I like to look at them as, uh, you know, you find out your purpose for the goal, too. It's another important part of it. And, you know, give yourself a really good why, why factor. And, you know, why are you doing this? You know, you don't want to just come up with your goals or your outcomes. You want to come up with a reason to get them because otherwise you're just, you know, why are you doing them? So if you come up with a really, really good, compelling why or your purpose, for achieving these goals too, then they become you know something that you must you must accomplish it because you really want that why it has to be something really really that, that really gets you and something you really really desire in life. But if you come up with that and you write it down as well, then it's something that you you must accomplish. You know, it's not just a should; it more turns into a must in your life. You give yourself no choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It comes you know you, if you have a really clear purpose then. Then you know you're going to do everything you can. You're going to, you're going to stop at nothing to accomplish that. To be a little more practical, let's just say for those of you that for those of you out there that don't have any goals right now, let's set one. Set one goal that you want to achieve in the next month. Yeah, so I, w- I just want to encourage everyone out there to take some time today, if you haven't done so already this year. Even if you have done it a little bit, take some time today and. And make sure your your plan is is set up for this year. Design a plan for 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 your life this year. You know, not just in business, not just in real estate, but you know, I like to bring in my whole entire life into this and have a plan for your life. You know, know where you're going, set your outcomes or your goals, however you want to call them. Uh, know why you're going there. Okay, know your purpose and your why. You know, why are you reaching? Why are you going to reach these goals? What's the plan there? And then, last but not least. Start taking action on these. Make design a plan of action steps. Can come up with a plan, you know, a, a, with steps, and and follow through on them. Take action. Okay, don't just sit on the sidelines. You know, you gotta jump in at some point and go for it. So take action on these. You, know, you can reverse engineer it, like Rob was saying earlier. Know what you're gonna do, what you need to do this month in order to reach that end goal. Know what you need to do this week. Um, break it down into daily into daily, uh, a daily plan even. Just regardless of how you do it, just set it up, take action on it, and, and you're going to reach your outcomes. You're going to have the most successful year you've ever had.
Yeah, that's great. That's definitely great. And uh, I think we're about at the point where we're going to wrap it up for this episode. I think that was a great first episode. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully everyone uh, learned some, something new there. Hopefully, hopefully you're going to actually do something with this. And yeah, that should be great. Okay, so if you want to know more about us, you can go to jvforprofits.com. There is some free stuff there for you. Again, like we said earlier, a lot of good free information there. So make sure you check that out. Also, you can go through to uh, also you can go to breakthroughhomes.ca or breakthroughreipodcast.ca. Yeah, so go check those out now. And uh, yeah, like like Rob was saying, I got some free giveaways there for you, some free reports, a lot of valuable stuff on on all of those sites really. That, uh, that you really want to make sure you take advantage of in order to get your real estate investing business or any business moving forward. And don't forget to go to iTunes and you can leave us a question or a comment or write a review. And uh, please, if you have a burning question that you want us to answer on the show, then just write it down in there and we will get to it. Perfect. Yeah. We will hopefully chat with everyone again next month. All right. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you all next time.